0: what's up party people we are here with barry flow upstream number 30 i think that puts us uh two months or not two months excuse me two episodes away from eight months on air straight consecutively we're getting old guys i don't know if that's a good or bad thing at this point
1: <laughs> yeah, sucks
0: it's it's a light week overall i mean there's really not a lot going on Something with Sony happened. I'm not too sure what happened. You know, something happened with Sony. That's that's the reoccurring thing that Google News is spitting at me, all these Sony BlackBerry headlines. But we'll, we'll get into that. I want to start off here talking about Sketchbook. It was released by Refocus uh, Tech, a uh, really cool application. Basically, it's just like Sketchbook, Sketchbook Pro on Android. Brings it over uh, natively to BlackBerry 10, basically, in their own custom-built UI, especially built for Passport. Darius, uh, you said you tried it out on, on your passport. How was the experience? I, I've yet to test it on my passport. My uh, um, screen screen's still a little broken. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm not no I'm no artist, but uh, you know I understand the gist of it in terms of you know uh, whether I get across with it and it, It's pretty dope. It's it's really like having an electronic you know sketchbook on the go. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know I, it has a lot of features and um, you know things that. People don't really, I guess you kind of would kind of overlook, you know, kind of like uh, just lightly coming across it. It put it will put a light color or a light content in terms of whatever you're using, whether it be uh, the brush, uh, pen, uh, pencil, um, you know, the various different type of uh, things you're able to use to sketch with throughout the app. Um, switching colors. I mean, it's it's an amazing app. You know, it's the same guys, uh, Refocus Tech, I believe is who it is that you know created the uh, walls uh well yeah. as well uh so i mean they do they do a great job just you know the the native feel that it gives you um the font everything it's just smooth it, it's very smooth um you know one thing i would i, I know we kind of just i I've discussed before with uh with jeff but i you know wish they had kind of like an undo uh feature with it uh especially when you know doing editing things of that nature um, that would be kind of dope, but uh, I mean, it's, it's very cool. You're able to share, you know, sketches that you, you, you can do, send them, um, you know, use them as wallpapers, but I mean, I can see myself using it um, just in my profession. Um, when I go to areas and, you know, prior to admission, we have to kind of scout out the area, so I can able to make a quick sketch of what it can look like, where I can set up and things in like that nature, so it's a lot. It's very useful, and I think it's a lot more useful than people would just look because when you kind of look at it from the outside, you'd be like, okay, it's just for artists, but it's really not. I mean, you could use it as a notepad, you just literally write things down, and I think the extensive part of the app, you really kind of get the full showcase of it when you use a passport because of the widescreen that the passport provides. So that's that's one great thing about it, but not to say it wouldn't be as useful on a Z10 or a Z30 or any other BlackBerry 10 device. It's just that you're going to get the maximum... Uh, uh, potential out of the app using right. it. Right,
0: really, really getting that usability.
1: Yeah, and
0: it's cool that you mentioned that it's not you know solely for media types like artists or things of that nature that mm-hmm. you can denote you know and make quick little notes with it. And then you basically have just a large scratch pad when you have right. a passport device. So right, definitely cool, especially if you're carrying around a pen. That was yeah. something I thought about. Um, when people asked, someone had tweeted out, uh, you know, like what would you do to make the BlackBerry Passport better? And I was like, you know, there's not much. It's it's pretty yeah. pretty solid the way it is. But a pen built in, kind of like Samsung does. Yeah. If it had adjacent software, of course, mm-hmm. I think would be a pretty interesting layer on top of BB Ten. I mean, you already have the gestures and, and all this. Right. right. I mean, right. Is a styli- stylus too much? I'd like to hear maybe some of you guys' thoughts on that. The yeah. stylus built in with maybe the passport too.
2: Yeah. Well, I I'll, I want to touch on Sketch too. I just want to mention that it's nice to see some like well developed apps coming out. You know, people still, both well, developers still showing support for. This isn't necessarily an enterprise-based app. Yeah, this is definitely that's a consumer. Yeah, and cool you know, it, it looks nice. It's it's a nice-looking app. They they did flat design in a nice way. There's so many apps that come out that the they don't hire like a designer. It doesn't have it doesn't look very nice. But this company puts a very large focus on developing a nice-looking app in addition to it being you know highly functional. So. You no, know, definitely support them. I'm a terrible sketcher or um but I think I would buy the app just to support them because I appreciate what they're doing. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, just to echo what Alex said, there there's a lot of apps on like iPad Ten that provide pretty good functionality, but the the design aspect isn't there. But Refocus, all their the older apps really do have, you know, the design and the function there hand in hand. And it just it it just stands to benefit the whole the whole OS there when you have those apps like that because people, you know, it feels a lot more professional when you have something like that,
0: right? Yeah, that's just not something you want to show off. I mean, yeah. as you said, yeah. it shows it's professional, and I, and as you kind of mentioned at the beginning there, Brandon, it's cool to see that it's, like, customized, totally tailored for BlackBerry 10, and, it, and it's specifically, yeah. like, the Passport, you know? I love device-optimized apps. It kind of is a perfect transition into work-wide. I recently got an update. Um, the developer team's doing a really nice job with it, On Passport, the thing is awesome. You can hold the center toggle and basically throw an app into full screen mode with just a tap. So you can not only have multitasking between two, but when editing, you can pull either of those panes into a full screen mode. It's pretty awesome. And it's for all QWERTY devices now, I believe. So Classic, Q10, Q5, as well as Passport. So some cool stuff coming out in terms of those native quality applications that we all look for. What do you guys think about pricing? Does it, does, are you price sensitive at this point as a BlackBerry user, uh, Ronell? What are your thoughts? Do apps and their cost is that something that really matters to you, or are you willing to drop some money for a really nice application?
4: Um, definitely, if, uh, if it's a really well built application and there's a lot of good reviews, I don't mind paying money for it. Like I paid uh, two ninety nine for Homescreen Plus. You know, I got a couple of good. Uh, reviews and I asked a couple people who already had it and they said, oh, well, it's great, it works fine and you have all these options and I wanted the weather come up on top and I mean, it gives me that customizability and, you know, all those features which I want, so why not pay for it, right? So 100% if the app is built properly and built well, why not spend extra money for it? You know what I mean? So that's that's my view. I mean, I just took out my stylus right now. I got like this crayon one Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty cool, and I mean, I like styluses with the passport, but the only thing that bothers me is holding it all the time, right? I lose it, I put it in my pocket, and it breaks or whatnot, and if it was built in, maybe I'd use it more, but overall, I'm okay.
0: Yeah, to be, to be quite honest, my, my buddy has a Samsung tablet. And he lost the pen for, like, a couple of days, didn't know where it went. He knew it was somewhere in the house, but, you know, it really kind of can take away from you as well if it is to kind of lose itself in the day-to-day, get stuck in the couch, get stuck in some pants that you left somewhere. Yeah, I could definitely see how it can be a detracting feature if it's not there. Kind of feel like your phone is missing something, has a big gaping hole in it.
3: <laughs> in terms of pricing on uh, on BlackBerry 10 with the apps, I think it's uh, – a it's pretty in line with what you see on on Apple or on iOS or Android. Like the the apps that are paid on those platforms, when you look at them on Blackberry, you might be paying maybe like a dollar more here or there. But I mean, it's only natural, considering you know you have a you have less there's less competition for depending on what need if whether the app's a niche app or whatnot. Um, but I also think what like the difference is, is that there's you just don't have that catalog of, that huge catalog of free apps that you can rely on as you can with uh, iOS and Android. But thankfully on BlackBerry 10, we do have those paid apps that really do fill in those gaps.
1: Yeah, I totally agree because this is, I mean, there are some apps on BlackBerry. You're like, are you serious? Like, you're seriously, you have to pay for this app? And, I mean, just looking at this screenshot, you like, even if it's free, I wouldn't even get it, but, you know, <laughs> you just making me pay for it would like totally just you know distaste me from anything that you're probably going to bring to the table regardless mm-hmm. if it's native for BlackBerry 10 or not um, but I mean there are the apps like WorkWide and like Sketchbook that you don't mind dropping I think what, $199 for because um, they are awesome apps especially when you have a device that is pri- like primarily you know optimized for if you will um, and one thing I would say is if I feel like for developers who create apps um, that you pay for, I think that at for the very least, is I hate when you know they're highly used apps and they're very slow with updating, especially when there's like obvious bugs and fixes that need to happen. So I feel like if if you're going to you know charge people to use your app and things of that nature, so at least be quick quick uh, you know with the uh, updates and fixes and such. I think developers on BlackBerry 10 are very good with that. Um, very responsive and interactive with, you know, users of the application, so that also kind of gives you that plus to say I don't mind paying for the apps, and they're not overpriced. As as, uh, Brandon mentioned, you know, they might have a couple apps that may be a dollar or so, but, I mean, it's nothing that'll make or break you, so to speak.
0: I'm broke. I can't do it, man. (laughs) I cannot do it.
1: Right. is <laughs> a the guy that has all the stickers ever.
0: <laughs> now you know why. I'm spending double on stickers than I am on some of these awesome applications. But no, there's there's a lot of staple experiences. I mean, Web Design Cheat Sheet is another one that Alex spends meticulous time making sure is excellent on those various right. different devices. It's looking really good on Classic, by the way, Alex. Yeah,
2: thanks. Good, good <laughs> and, to hear.
0: Brandon as well. Penguin still looks awesome. Like I know you haven't maybe officially updated it for 10.3.1, but it still runs phenomenal and looks yeah. great. So Thanks, there are there are native solutions out there that people need to go explore. BlackBerry World is not some barren wasteland. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Definitely go check check out some of those titles we mentioned. I want to move on yeah. to the latest leak, guys, and we can circle back if there's something you wanna. Alex is like, we gotta <laughs> drop it. <laughs> what well, Alex? What's up?
2: I- no as we're giving shout outs, I just wanted to bring something up because you know Brandon brought up that on iOS for example, there's so many free apps out there free app solutions and I was talking to a great developer um, lately Cubo. he used to be Cubatron and he's de- been developing for legacy Blackberry he's been doing it for a long time um, and he made a, a couple free well uh, freemium apps for instance corky notes and lazy lists and and make yeah, so the thing is, these were like, you know, pre, uh, freemium apps, but then he's also made totally free apps, for example, Make, which is a Starbucks equivalent, and then um, he made a Meetup app, which is literally just a port for Meetup, and it's a nice native solution for the Meetup website. So I was talking to him lately, and he said his future plans for BlackBerry is to just build totally free apps, No, not even freemium, he just said totally free, like, Right now, I think he's trying to port over Trello, which I cannot wait for because you know mm-hmm. I'm an avid Trello user, and there's no BlackBerry 10 solution for it. I'm using the Android port for it right now. So the fact that he he said, I just want to better the platform, he's like, you know, it's a great platform, and there are some companies that just need their apps to be ported over, and he's not trying to make money off of it. So here's a, a perfect example of just a great developer who... I, I mean, props to him. I, I still don't understand the game plan for it. I guess he just wants to support BlackBerry, so I guess go support him.
3: Yeah, and yeah. I've uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting him at some of the developer meetups in Waterloo, and he's a great guy to talk to. So, I mean, if there's anybody who's in the Waterloo region interested in uh, developing developing for BlackBerry 10, try and go to some of these BlackBerry meetups, and you might find some interesting people. Get some pointers.
0: Yeah. I love developers I who are who are dedicated to it, you know, and willing to connect with others to make it happen. I mean, if more developers took that same mindset and really fleshed out a lot of the BB10 catalog, it'd be such an awesome native experience. I mean, that's, that's kind of the only selling point on Windows Phone, at least for me right now, is that they have a bunch of native applications, you know? They've got Instagram, they've got Spotify, and they're built natively for their platform. I wish BlackBerry was still hungry in that sense. I mean, Torsten Hines seemed really, really set on developer relations, getting that message out there. We have a new platform, bring your apps over. And now it's almost like starkly the opposite. What are your developer-side thoughts on that?
1: Uh, Um, Can
5: you repeat the uh, question?
0: (laughs) in, In terms of how focused BlackBerry was when they first launched BB10, as opposed to now, now that yeah. developer relations is gutted, how do you guys feel about their their hunger for applications? I mean, it seems that they're really, really only focused on those enterprise apps. How does that make you feel?
5: Well, uh, well, me personally, I was like, I was kind of worried about it at first, but I mean, there's there's still that need on the platform because as it stands right now, I mean, me as as a BlackBerry fan, I hope that the platform gets to a point where you know, Android applications can match up to the performance of a native Cascades app. But as it stands right now, they just a lot of the Android apps just can't match up in terms of the, the performance and the quality of the apps. So I mean there's still that need and that and and that that want from from the consumers on BlackBerry 10. They want you no know, native Cascades apps. So I mean I've noticed that you know people are relying a bit more on Android apps now ever since the Amazon store came out. But if you have a good, decent BlackBerry 10 app, it hasn't really affected much. But in terms of BlackBerry support, I mean, obviously that's dried up. You, you have the support forums. And it's a bit more difficult. I'd say the people who are going to have a harder time are the people who are just learning BlackBerry 10 Cascades new now because they just don't... They don't have as many um, meetups or, or or events to get new consumer developers on board. Yeah, um, I mean but like, on the I, flip side no. there's more GitHub, there's more samples and stuff. So I, I mean it's it, it's a toss up.
0: More more tools to pick it up on your own accord, but not exactly. a lot of tools out there to get you
2: excited about it in the first place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... Interesting, interesting conundrum. Alex, what, yeah, one what of the big you take?
2: problems Yeah, I mean, they're really pushing towards the Amazon App Store, and hopefully, you know, with Snap 3.0 or whatever ends up being called uh, when it gets released, I think more and more people will be using Android apps, and the only problem right now is that... Um, you know if i if i'm worrying about battery life for the day so like if my phone is not sitting in the char on the charger a lot of the time it's sitting on the charger but if i worry about battery life i make sure no android apps are open whereas blackberry wants the user experience for blackberry 10 to be leaving some apps open for instance the calendar and they want you to use these active frames as open apps they don't want you to just close them all off so the problem you run into is Android apps oftentimes have a lot of battery drain, even if you tell it to, you know, not run when minimized. And so, like, they're running into problems in terms of the operating system supporting Android apps as well as they should. Um, I think in the future it'll get better. So it's like right now you can tell a huge difference between a native app and not, and I just don't really know, you know, they're kind of blowing native development out the door right now, and it kind of sucks, but it totally makes sense as to why they're doing it. I just really hope that they could get Android apps on point, and it's really the battery life is my only worry at the moment, even though some of the apps are a little bit slow and everything. Yeah,
0: it's, it's hard for me when I think about Android, and and I want to talk about that in light of the latest leak that just came out for BlackBerry 10.3.1. I think it's 1949 uh, software build like thirteen something or another. thirteen twenty yeah, I'm just gonna throw that out there. But uh, it's oh I've heard a lot of good things about the leak. I have not loaded it on any of my devices. I, I'm not I don't know too many people who have at this point, mainly because there's a uh, there's not a lot of uh, options to bring it on non destructively. It's only Sachesi through uh through br- br- taking that D-brick file over. So yeah. basically wiping your device, creating an autoloader type situation. I'm not interested in like losing all my data. The Classic runs great right now, as is on 1154. Have any of you guys thought about loading it, and what what kind of kept you from jumping on?
1: Well, it kept me because I have a passport, so... Not yeah, stop.
0: nothing for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, mean, I, I would just speak Regardless, let's say if I did have it... I mean, I have the Z10. I could load you know oss on that device, but you know of course I don't use it because I don't really have a purpose for it but if I had like a Z30 and I was still using it um just a simple fact because I have a passport and I've said it before I mean I'm satisfied with with 10.3 I don't have a yearning for 3.1 although I do want a new OS because I just want a better know radio than what I'm currently using but the simple fact is just that that's not a it's not a huge bound or a leap from 10.3 to 3 one I think that 3.1 as of right now and it's just been I, I just feel like it's an OS just made for the classic that they have something right now that just hasn't came down or trickled, you know uh, you know through the pipes yet to us <laughs> um, to be used on 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 the uh, devices and you know that is well optimized and the last couple you know Leaks. They haven't been well optimized at all, you know, at all. So that's mm-hmm. one thing to kind of turn you off. But um, you have people that live and die for leaks, and I'm just like, man, y'all are like the thirstiest people ever. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> like, I, I swear it's crazy. Just like crack addicts, yeah. man. Crackberry. <laughs> <Crack-arians>. <laughs> so I, I mean, it's crazy, but I don't know. It's just you know, leak drops, man, and they are like off to the fences. It's crazy.
0: For for like two changes. They, add, they added SSL support in the browser. like there, there's minimal changes on the leak overall. I mean, yeah. we're talking op- under the hood type optimizations right. overall. There's, there's not a lot going out there for new features' sake. I mean, 10.3.1 brought things like like the battery saving mode, small things that you know you can appreciate if you're on a Z30 or you're on a passport, but you're never really going to use them, you know, just the automated setup thereof. It's interesting, I guess, when we're looking forward, like what's going to be next for the OS development life cycle. Like, we're going to go to ten point four dot. How how long are we going to ride that out? It's just, it's just interesting overall. Anyone check out the BBM iOS update? From what I heard of the situation, they had a beta group testing this this update, and they they submitted a lot of feedback, and then. Basically, the, the, the update came anyway. <laughs>
1: uh, I got a chance to mess with it a little bit just because my wife, she has a, a 5S. Mm-hmm. It's very fluid. It's just very smooth. It's, just, it's more of a native feel for iOS um, instead of trying to bring like a BlackBerry 10 experience on top of the application um, that was there beforehand. And I think that kind of like drew people back because even with like the other, you know, competitive comp, yeah, competitors with like WhatsApp and whatever else is out there. I mean, it's like they give you an iOS feel. You're still using the application, but you have an iOS feel. Now you have an iOS feel, but you're using the BBM application to do such. And um, my wife, she liked it instantly. She told me, she was like, I love the update. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot that there was an update out for it. But mm-hmm. um, very fluid. It's just it's smoother. It's like the need for the gestures and things of that nature. I always felt with that device just wasn't. Needed. Uh, It's just you know you have to. You still want people to experience whatever platform they're experiencing, regardless of the application that they're using. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not all about what you have and what you're trying to offer and trying to push to people. I mean, the the main thing is that you're giving them the best experience with your application, with messaging, secure messaging, all the features that's going to be included, instead of trying to you know create another uh, BlackBerry 10 platform on top of iOS. You know, give them the video, you know, calling features, give them the calling features, period. Just give them a lot of these things instead of trying to create something totally different that it's not.
0: And we're we're pending an announcement on BBM Premium, you know, and what that might bring. We've discussed it here before. We're not going to rehash it, but interesting that there is at least a new leak out for people to try. A lot more coming forward for it. BBM on iOS... (laughs) Good for them. The The Android people are really the ones that are pissing me off in my ear about this all day. They're like, yo, when yeah. am I going to get this update? When am I going to get this update? I know iOS has been pretty bad, but they seem to be a lot more focused on that demographic. Mm. I think they've got probably better traction with the Android than iOS platform, so yeah, it, interesting overall to see.
4: I was going to say, it's kind of it's weird. If you guys think back to when B-Young was first released, the whole focus was giving everybody the BlackBerry 10 experience, right? So you got Windows that has its own design that didn't really have a choice. Then you have, like, iOS, you know, has their own design or their operating system. BBM flows with it. And then Android, you never know, with uh, 5.0, point like, Lollipop support, you get, like, all those animations and stuff in BBM. Yeah. It's, maybe that's, uh, like, something that they're working on more of Changing away from Blackberry 10 in terms of everybody else experience it, so you never know, right? Kind I think,
0: yeah. What do you think, Alex?
2: Yeah, no, it's kind of interesting that you you bring that up about iOS and it being more of a focus because realistically, I think most iOS users are they're just using iMessage and they they just use like texting and iMessage and that's kind of what they feel like they need I don't feel like a lot of people are like oh I need to get in um, what is it what is this freaking another third party app why am I blinking on this WhatsApp <laughs> I don't think they're thinking like you know I need to get WhatsApp so I can talk to my friends or whatever um, whereas Android they probably have WhatsApp Viber you know their do- Android users are probably more apt to download a bunch of third party messaging apps so I think BlackBerry understands that they really need to focus on iPhones and get a really good user experience for people to even consider downloading it and use it. And then also bringing up that the Lollipop update—like I don't even know if Lollipop is on a lot of devices yet. So like, obviously, they would wait off on the redesign of BBM for Android for you know Android L um, update. So it, interesting,
1: interesting,
0: interesting you mentioned that, Alex. Because coming soon to Barry Flow, Dolan has done such an awesome article. I was was tweeting about this earlier. It is such a phenomenal write-up between the Moto X 2014, which is running Lollipop, and a Q10, and the pros and cons of each and why he's really, really wanting to come back to BlackBerry. He's been testing out that Moto X for a little bit, and it's just a great device, but it doesn't really work with him, so to speak. So it's interesting the way you bring up Android L in terms of kind of BlackBerry 10. I mean, how much older is Lollipop right now than what BlackBerry 10 has? They've got years ahead in the development cycle on their platforms. yet yeah, BlackBerry 10 is still so feature-rich at this point. I mean, BlackBerry 10 is <laughs> virtualizing Android. Do you think they're really going to push forward and try to build that out? Or do you think they're going to kind of just keep it as an aside to what they're offering with BlackBerry 10? It's
4: hard to say. I think that's a big question.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I you just really need a more powerful phone, and I, it's, it's going to be one of those things where we might not... Ha- okay, native is always going to be better than emulating. That's just how it is. Even if you have the most beastly, disgusting specs in the phone, you can never get it on par with native. So really, I mean, they're going to have to... I think it's just going to fill the gap. It's always just going to fill the gap, and it'll become a better experience in the future, but I don't think it's ever going to be like, well, there's no reason for native apps ever, because we just have Android. I don't think it'll ever get to that point, and
0: it really shouldn't. What if to to get the apps, it gets to a point where they're like, okay, BlackBerry 10 phones, dual boot. Android in a secure QNX ran microkernel, environment, and BlackBerry 10. And you can toggle back and forth between the two. And it's literally, it's not it's not it's a, like a hybrid, it's a half, it's a split. Oh. Kind of like parallel. Like,
1: uh, right. Or, or, yeah, I mean, see, like I, I look at it like this. Uh, as you had mentioned, like, you know, how Android and iOS are kind of like years in development ahead of, you know, BlackBerry with the OS. I mean, that may be true, but at the same time, I look at it like that was kind of an advantage for BlackBerry 10 because they had these two platforms to model their OS after, which is why we've seen so many updates, which is why it's as mature of an OS as it is at its early stages. Um, But I don't think we'll ever, like, become completely dependent on the Android experience, on Android applications and, you know, things of that nature, especially with the Google Play, uh, you know, services thing starting to happen, a lot of reverse engineering um, that uh, one guy did over there at Crackberry, but... I mean, it's it's something that BlackBerry can look into, but we all essentially just want our own. You know, we want our own ecosystem. And, we yeah. don't, you know, because we already, you can see, if you're really paying attention, like you look at what Google's doing, they're kind of trying to narrow down their own ecosystem. They really, mm-hmm. they've depended on these other OEMs so, for so long that they're, they're kind of wanting to, you know, pull away from them. That's why they went to the material design. Which is why I feel like uh, Samsung is actually like restructuring their entire TouchWiz uh, user interface, like from the ground up, with the next uh, um, Galaxy, you know, flagship that there is. Like they're completely redoing it, and it's because you look at, you know, companies like HTC, they was they were catching on early. Like okay, Google is actually trying to pull away from us now. That's why they kind of go to us to create these Google devices, and they're selling well because people they don't want to get all the Bloatware and things of that nature. They want to have like just a pure, like factory set phone. They don't want to have all this extra shit sitting on top of what already is. So, you know, I think it's just down the road. BlackBerry will get back there, but they have to see numbers in the right places before they even start getting there. Of course, we already know that their focus is on enterprise. Once they have the enterprise at a spot where they where they're comfortable at. Chin's already said, then they'll start putting dollars towards the consumer. They will start making the consumer devices. And, um, I mean, you can see here and say that the Passport is a consumer device, but we know that it primarily focuses uh, primary focuses for enterprise um, as well with the Classic. But the Classic can also be a consumer device because it can help transition those old BlackBerry users over. Um, it's just so many things that they're still capable of doing, but, it's a, it's still a bit ways off, just a simple fact because of where we currently are, but uh, a lot of potential in Blackberry team, a lot of potential in them still.
0: And they're gonna, they're gonna bring it out for sure. Yeah. Speaking of potential, let's talk about legacy. <laughs> Alex, do you have that, that quote from Sony up on your end?
2: Um. Yeah. No, It closed it because <laughs> of memory problems. I'm not blaming I, this this is why I need to update to the new leak because I heard that it's just more optimized for like the Z30 and stuff. Um I have right. it open in clip. I have it copied and pasted in Clipman and of course now Clipman is not loading because this is when <laughs> I, This is my your life.
1: Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, here is a nice quote from the whole Sony Hack thing that went on so this is from the New York Times it says the New York Times reported that after the attack Sony shut down all computer systems shortly thereafter including those in overseas offices leaving the company in the digital dark ages no voicemail no corporate email no production systems luckily in the archives literally in a storage room in a basement at Sony at Sony corporation headquarters in California There were a few blackberries lying around. The devices were given to the executives, who were then able to begin secure communications again. So you can (laughs) talk about that if you'd like, James, or I could go on a a rant about it.
0: No, it's just amusing that, you know, those throwaways that they did not actually throw away, that they kept just in case they may need them, actually come to be of use for them in the future. It's it's amazing that security is one of those things and I know it's something we toss around like every few upstreams that like security is so important. It's like it can't be something you bolt on after the fact, it's something that needs to be built with intent as you build out your entire offering from the ground up. And that's what BlackBerry's always been about. And the fact that their legacy systems years old, we're talking they could have been nearly, you know, half a decade to a decade old technology that they pulled out and was still working securely for them. That they were able to reliably get back to the back to work is just just phenomenal, really. What do you guys think about the news?
1: I'm not surprised. I mean, like you're surprised because it's like, wow, like you just happen to have some old BlackBerry legacy devices lying around. But at the same, sense, it's kind of like you're not surprised that Blackberries were help uh, were like the device that helped get keep things going, so to speak. You know, like it, it's. <laughs> Blackberry has had some highlights and this is actually like going to be one of those underrated ones because you're going to look at it like from perspective of Blackberry and Sony and how Blackberry helped Sony during this hacking who Blackberry is like you know on top of security helped this company during this hacking continue to keep their business going and not only did they help you keep your business going but it's kind of like they helped the executives which is on the enterprise spectrum of things so I it's just it's funny not surprising but it's funny it's just ironic if you will so
0: you wonder if they just they, even if they just got a new client you know right. like oh you know they're about I, to order bench 12 they're about to yeah. order a bunch of devices yeah. you know it's, there could be just, there could be more to that story
2: oh, it's yeah. just another perfect example of you don't appreciate security until You know, Sony has has been attacked, I don't know if it was from North Korea, we don't know, whatever, but they were attacked, they were hacked, and then there was the whole, you know, Christmas, the PlayStation Network was hacked. So they've just been under attack, like, constantly. There's, like, their website has been taken down. Just so much has been going on with them and then this is where blackberry comes in and shines and this is like a perfect example of you just don't understand how important security really is until north korea hacks you and they're like crap i need a blackberry so okay. i think this is just a, another perfect example that it's going to be blown over in the media the media has covered it a decent amount but again it's not going to get the credit that it would have if they said you know iPhones were picked up and this that iphone saved the day you
1: know Right, right, right. It's one of those things because it was funny. I, I swear to you, like the day before, I was sitting talking to a friend, and he was talking to me about you know like the Sony act and everything. And I was like, yeah, they they really should invest in Best Twelve, like they really should. And lo and behold, then his news leaks, and I'm like, bro, are you serious? Like, how fucking ironic is that? But it, it's, I mean. I don't understand – it's just like if that wasn't a bigger statement <laughs> for your company and then for other companies as well, like, this shit could potentially happen to us. And, and if it does, like, man, we could rely on BlackBerry. Well, if you had BlackBerry the entire time, then it probably wouldn't have not happened. But um, And you know if it, it would have been like something monumental, so to speak. But – no, go ahead, Bernie. But, but you know what's, what's funny is that I'm not sure what
3: devices they were using before, but, you know, because Sony does make their own devices – before, BES never really um, allowed, you know, Android and iOS devices um, to be used until recently, right? So right. now, maybe after this attack, Sony will be like, hey, maybe we can, because we like Blackberry and, and how secure they are, maybe if we get BES-12, we can still use our own, you no know, Sony devices, but right. have them secure through a BES enterprise server, right? Or enterprise service. Yeah. And so maybe some good will come out of this attack like for BlackBerry uh, in terms of, you know, a new customer or a returning customer in this case.
4: To be to just interfere and, like, be the bad wolf again. Um, like, the hack wasn't just based on... Because BlackBerry does mobile device management, right? So security between your phone and the server, their, their network's got got compromised. We're talking about low level, probably even inside job. That's not something that BlackBerry is able to help with in these situations as of right now, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean BlackBerry can definitely make a move to to move to computer security in terms of network and computers tied together and securing their data between those things, right? So I mean Well I'm
3: wondering would the what about the uh the email messages I'm talking about, um, like
4: yeah,
2: those were leaked. Yeah, yeah. I if mean they they uh, they do tie in there in a few. Yeah, in a few.
3: Yeah, no, but I was wondering if maybe a BlackBerry Enterprise Server would have had, you know, a different effect on the the email aspect of it because um like the, the movie the movies the movies being leaked that's a different thing. I mean they yeah. they actually stole them. That was an inside job. Yeah, and then they upload them. That's that. Like you can't do very much in terms of that but I'm not sure maybe you you can expand on this is there some encryption used by BES that would make it a bit more difficult for someone on the inside to maybe hack it
4: I I would assume so but I mean that's just from the device to the server Um, it's hard to say if if I message you something it goes to my phone to a server and then it relays to the other person whichever phone or device they have so you know, it all depends on how it was retrieved, right? I and mean, at which point. There's so many points of yeah. where yeah. somebody could have hacked in, so it's hard to say where they really compromised the company, but Bez would have helped in some ways, made it harder for a hacker, I would I would believe, right?
1: right I would hope when you look at it, um, as I was mentioning, there's so many points because you've got to look at it like you would hope if they have these top secret projects that they're working on in terms of the film or even with emails. I would assume that they had to have some type of administration, administrative, uh, you know, permissions or, you know, they had to have it along those lines in order to get that deep into their data. Um, and it's kind of understandable of it being an inside job, if that's really what it was. Like, I, with the whole, like, North Korea thing, I always, I, I've always thought it was bogus off the top. So I'm like, North yeah. Korea literally just got, Publicity's like, time. they just, you know, develop a cell phone infrastructure in a country like five years ago and you see they tell me they have the the capability and the intelligence to hack into Sony. like yeah right they're way off from that they can barely get a rocket in the air so I'm looking at it you know like like literally because I, I mean I've been in Korea. i have lived in, I mean yeah I've lived in South Korea I was stationed there for a year looking at South Korea's infrastructure is it, Stupid amazing. I mean, it's just like they're already on advanced LTE. Like they're they're building that infrastructure out as we speak. It's probably completed. Um, they have phones that you see there like look, we can read and say, oh, they won't be available stateside because we don't have the capabilities here. And it's mainly because they have a smaller country, so they're able to spread that infrastructure quickly or b- quickly over there. But I mean, that's just dumb. So seeing it as an inside job, yes, but the, like I said, it has to be a, along the lines of administrative permissions and things. Of that nature. Somebody had, they able to look at it, and they were able to leak it out and put it out there. So a lot of it, I, I mean, it's just kind of the situation. You even look at it like regardless with BAS-12, if they have those same permissions, it's going to happen regardless. So it's not a hacking. It was intentional. I don't know what you can call it, but I can't really like label it as a hacking. I label it someone within your... Information and gave it to everybody. Like, well, yeah, the PlayStation
2: network <laughs> was a hacking. It was done by I think the Lizard Squad or whatever their code name yeah. is. That wasn't a hacking. Was, it was
3: just attack. It was a DDoS it, attack.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they I mean, they essentially, they, and, yeah, yeah, they warned. They warned them to update their network because they knew there were flaws in the network, and they were just warning them. You know, we'll do something unless you fix the network, and Sony just did not fix the network. So finally, that's that's what happened. I mean, I would D, DDoS attacks, and my I, I would say that they are you know, it's a, it's a hacking thing because yeah, it's, it's, DDoS, it's DDoS attacks, attacks you hack yeah, you're hacking other computers, and then right. you have the DDoS attack. All these computers attack at the same time, so it really is a hacking. Situation. Yeah, I, I wasn't.
1: I wasn't really. I wasn't speaking specifically on yeah. like the uh, Sony. I was speaking like in terms of like the emails we mentioned. Like I said, those yeah. I don't. Even, I, I don't know what you can call it because I don't consider okay. if you had if you if you were if it's an inside job, it's not a hacking because you had permission to get there. You just spilled the beans, if you will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did it with like ill intentions. So like that's essentially what it is. You know, in terms of like with the DDL DOS attacks that happen with the PlayStation Network and yeah. it's not live um, networks. It's because they they don't value those 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 are like very valuable networks that both sides have, Sony and Microsoft, and they don't value it. Understanding like people on those networks, that's your money, and if they can't trust you, they will like jump ship. Like I know me personally, like me and Brandon was talking about it earlier. Like if I have my personal you know, information on there in terms of my finances. Like if I don't trust you, I'm not even gonna keep it there. I'm not gonna continue to subscribe to the PlayStation Network every other month or every year or whatever the case may be. You don't want to do those things. You gotta have some type of security level set.
0: I need to be able to play my destiny on the thirty (laughs) first. I can't have loss of connectivity. It's just Yeah.
1: And it's just like they just proved on that it's that easy. Like we can hack I can simply hack you this quick and I'm going to let your own customers ruin their experience for themselves because everyone's trying to get on, everyone's trying to get on, and there's too many people trying to get on this network at one time that it's it's uh, you know putting a strain on the network itself. So it's causing people to be shut out of it. So it's a flaw that was exposed, and I'm glad it was, and they now you have to jump through hoops and lower the amount of packets that are being sent back and forth between your system and the network. Like, it's crazy, crazy what's going on
0: yeah moral of the story yeah. use a blackberry yeah, save save, your, save, your, save yeah. yourself at least a little bit guys. I mean, if you're running an enterprise and you've got sensitive information at this point, if you're sending it over emails as your primary communicator, you should probably upgrade and maybe not even the best twelve. maybe get BBM protected and like take it somewhere even more secure <laughs> you haven't you guys happen to see these slider concepts that Marco did up for us. I thought they were uh, pretty interesting. These, this is a very sharp-looking device. They even made of, Reddit. Yeah, someone posted it over there? hmm Whoa. This is a glow-in-the-dark one, but, you know, just why not? I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting little device. I honestly expect if BlackBerry is to do a slider, it's not going to look like this. I expect it to be a little bit more untraditional. This was a, more of a throwback to a torch with a passport keyboard built in what do you guys think if Blackbird were to build a slider, would you wanna see a version three or four of the old system? Or would you wanna see a new type of hardware design?
1: I would like to see the same. I mean it just it's essentially it's easier. I mean, I think like we've kind of seen some concepts with like was like the visa that has a different type of mechanism at the bottom, capable of mm-hmm. like flips up or flips out or something of that nature. I mean I think people just want a straight slider. I think we wanna kinda have like that uh, good five-inch screen, but I would like it to be, you know, I don't know. I don't think I want, like, a narrow vision. I, I think I want something wider. If I'm going to get a slider and then, then you're going to give me the three rows of keys and it's going to be touch-enabled, then it's got to be, you know, damn near as wide as the Passport is. So, yeah, I want that.
0: I'm, I, I'm, I'm torn as well. I, I, I kind of want it to be more traditional. But if there is a more innovative way to kind of do it, I kind of want to see that too. I didn't yeah. see something like the Passport in my mind. So when it came out, I was like, huh. took me a little bit, but I got used to it. Ronel, what about you? As per a slider, what would you be interested in seeing? Something more traditional or something more innovative?
4: Um, I would consider a mix more innovative. So I would say a mix of old and a little bit of new. So a little bit of film, uh, film like film. Familiar from the back in the past, but then something to add on. It's hard to say. I mean, a lot of us had trouble with the sliders and the mechanism and it locking or not sliding properly. So maybe some innovative there to prevent that from happening again. And you know, probably something mixed up. I don't know if I'd I'd i get it, but yeah. But but you would, would get it, it, you know. I <laughs> but I would get it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> definitely.
0: That's how I kind of feel about this device back here It's not something I necessarily would have gotten Had it been on a shelf And me with $450 in my pocket to spend flippantly But it's not a bad device I go through it I gave it an 84 out of 100 It lacks, obviously, in some of the performance side It's not a monster like the Passport is but uh, the BlackBerry Classic is actually a very, very nice device. This review is on BerryFlow. You can check it out. I break it down all the way. Design, display, all that good stuff. Pooter Mobile spent an awesome job doing some images for us. This one is my, my favorite, if you guys see it here. It says navigation on the BlackBerry keyboard. All oh, fancy, <laughs> you know. It, it, navigation actually fits perfectly across the, uh, across the keyboard. So just happened to work, right? Mm. <laughs> and a lot of stuff here, different videos. Alex's blend video is also incorporated here. And, of course, we took a bunch of photos of the device. And, of course, we have our final breakdown and impression. So check that out. It is on Berryflow.com in our BlackBerry Initiative section. If you haven't seen it already, go check it out. Um, really great stream with you guys. We touched on a lot of different things, and I'm glad we got to voice some of that developer perspective in terms of applications and you know there is still a user base here that wants to buy and have native, rich experiences. So developers keep those coming. This has been Barry Flow Upstream number 30. I've had Alex, Brandon, Darius, and Ronel. Appreciate it, guys. Take it easy. Thanks. Thanks Later, man. Later.